You are Locked On Indians, your daily Cleveland Indians podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As it said at the start, this is the Locked On Indians podcast, a daily podcast, part of the ever-growing Locked On Sports Podcast Network. We are one of the day one podcasts for the new MLB side of things. My name is Jeff Ellis. I am the host of this podcast. I am currently a writer at 24-7 Sports, focused on the MLB draft and prospects. Before that, I was with Scout.com, and before that, I was with Indians Prospect and Indians Baseball Insider. Now you might think, why should I listen to a draft and prospect analyst when it comes to the Indians? I still spend a large chunk of my year in AA, talk to people in and outside the organization, and gain what I would like to think is a fair amount of insight into the organization and the how they evaluate and judge players. So, this is actually my second attempt at a podcast. I recorded my first one all about the Indians and their signing of Brad Miller and how the infield was going to look. And then, within about 30 minutes of ending that podcast, Jose Ramirez had to be carted off the field, completely changing the outlook of everything I happened to state in the previous podcast attempt. So, here we go. Indians infield part two. So as mentioned, on Sunday the Indians added Brad Miller, the shortstop slash second baseman slash first baseman, mostly of the Seattle Mariners and the Tampa Bay Rays. He was traded last year to the Milwaukee Brewers for... um, um, I should know, Jai, this is horrible and I apologize right now, uh, I'm going to pull that name up, but he is, the player that, that the Rays acquired for him is currently projected according to roster resources to be their starting first baseman, so when they traded him, it is not like they traded Brad Miller for nothing, he had been designated for assignment previous to that, which is not always the best case situation for a uh, getting anything in return so it does show a degree of valuation that he carried and if you look back to 2016 this is a player in 2016 had 30 home runs mostly playing first base for the Rays. Uh, 2017 he went down to nine and this past year i know the total was lower i'd have to pull up he was traded for g Manchoy, who again is projected to be a starter for the Rays. who our team that are fighting for the playoffs this season. So they traded uh, Miller to the Brewers. The Brewers went through a laundry list of players trying to find someone who could play second base for them. Um, the Jonathan Shoup trade. They went out and added Mike Moustakis and tried to shift players around. Um, I know Moustakis is a third baseman, but it still caused some roster shifting. But uh Basically, Miller wasn't the answer. He was sent down to the minors and granted free agency. He signed in February with the Dodgers and played pretty well this spring. But, uh, you know, here's my various view on uh, the importance of spring. Uh, Someone who's playing great in spring has about as much value as someone who has played atrociously in spring just maybe a little bit more spring stats have absolutely no value and no meaning i say this is someone who is a huge statistical uh proponent very analytical when it comes to sports evaluations spring stats have no value so once we move past that fact and we just look at what brad miller's done uh 
you go back to 2016, which was that 30 home run year, which is just stands out because it's a guy who was a 10 or 11 home run guy with Seattle. And then the years after that, he was a 9 and 7 home run guy. So 30 home runs is kind of amazing just from the point of view that he had never even approached that. If you combine his two best previous seasons, they don't get there. You'd have to combine his three best seasons in terms of uh, home runs other than that 30 home run year. And then you get uh, a grand total in the majors of 30 home runs. So takes his, his next two, three, and four best years to equal his high mark in 2016. 2017 was a really ugly year for Miller. He actually rebounded in 2018 and was about a league average bat which puts him roughly about the same value that Jason Kipnis was last year when it was all said and done. Kipnis is a better defender at second base. Now, that might be scary to some because Kipnis is not the best defender at second base. But at this point, you are getting a player who was a free agent for a reason. Um, Reports out of Cleveland were that more than a few teams were chasing him, and he chose the Indians because of uh, opportunities. This is very well possible because the Indians line up has the chance to be exceptionally ugly the first few weeks of the year but it is still a situation where the Indians are potentially adding a starter um, who was released by another team with five days before opening day that's not your ideal situation Um, earlier today I tweeted out if you want to follow me on Twitter I'm at Jeff MLB draft a potential Indians lineup the Indians could potentially, due to the injuries, have uh, Leonis Martin in center field batting leadoff, Brad Miller at second base, two, Carlos Santana is playing first base and hitting third, your DH, Hanley Ramirez, and hitting fourth, fifth in left field, Jake Bowers, sixth in right field, Taylor Naquin, eighth, catcher, Roberto Perez, uh, Sorry, somewhere along the line, I lost the ability to count. It's late at night as I'm recording this. Uh, First podcast, I hope you will all bear with me. Uh, I promise these will be a lot of fun. So, uh, fourth Ramirez, fifth Jake Bowers, sixth Taylor Naquin, seventh Roberto Perez, eighth Max Morhoff playing third base, and ninth Eric Stemetz, shortstop. the second half of the show, I'm going to spend a lot of time talking about Stamets and Morhoff as they are two players that have all of a sudden uh, jumped into importance to Indians fans. Oh, uh, okay. Now, I want to remind everyone that uh, you can subscribe to this podcast on Himalaya, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Um, when you get in your car, you can tell your smart device to play the Lockdown Indians podcast. And if you uh, you can, leaving a review and subscribing to on any of those services would be great for us. I also want to say thank you to our first sponsor, uh, which is very exciting. As I, in my long history of podcasts, have never had a sponsor deal before. So, you know, this is a, a very cool opportunity for me to do my first uh, ever podcast advertisement read. You, uh, you're getting to hear something uh, that has never been done before. So there's this company, Blue Chew, who I just kind of heard about today. And what's interesting about them is that they are, 
you know, I'm sure if you can think about a blue medication, we all know about the little blue pill. Now, you could use the one that Rafael Palmero um, advertised for, but there's reasons why he's not in the Hall of Fame. Or you can go to our friends Blue Chew, who um, you can... It's the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as uh, Viagra and Cialis. So it's the same pill, but you can chew this one. And you can take it any time, day or night, on a full stomach, whatever, and get the effects that you would like. Um, I mean, I know personally I would rather have a chewable pill than one I have to swallow, so that automatically puts it at the top of my list. And right now we got this special deal for all listeners. Uh, if you go to bluechew.com, you get your first shipment free when you use the code MLB. You just have to pay the 5 bucks for shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com. Promo code MLB. You get to try it free. Uh, I probably will be using this, taking advantage of this myself out of pure curiosity. But uh, again, we want to thank them for sponsoring. Um, and this is an exciting thing for me to get to do my first ad read ever. So again, bluechew.com. Check it out. Okay, back to the Indians. So, I promised before the break that uh, we would uh, do a deep dive on the two other players that the Indians had, uh, you know, were looking at the bottom of the lineup as possible options for the Indians at, at shortstop and third base, and why this is a troubling, at best, proposition for myself. Um, we'll start with Max Morhoff. Morhoff is part of the trade return the Indians got when they traded Eric Gonzalez and Tajne Thomas to the Pirates. Um, Jordan Luplo, who's a potential platoon outfielder for them, will likely make the squad. Uh, was kind of the centerpiece with Morhoff being a secondary. Uh, I have been on record as not the biggest proponent of this deal. I think Egon, Eric Gonzalez for people who don't remember the nickname, was better than Moorhoff, and Thomas is a really interesting pitching prospect who the Indians could come to regret losing. Moorhoff had been a uh, rated prospect by MLB Pipeline, uh, but you're looking at someone who is more back of the top 30 than front. He was drafted back in 2012 and played mostly second base and shortstop in the minors. He's had a few games in the majors at third, and when Jose Ramirez went out with injury, it was Morhoff that moved in at third base. In the minor leagues, he has shown the ability to work counts and walk. He has walked at a high percentage, and that is the only above-average trait he's really shown. Uh, in the majors, he has still walked at a, a solid rate through about 181 at-bats, which is not a big sample size, but he's still walking at about 11%. His strikeout rate is incredibly high, though. His uh, average is incredibly low. There's not a whole lot there to be encouraging. Um, you know, a 193 hitter, a 293 on base percentage. I mean, that's not an awful on base, mostly due to his ability to walk. There isn't any power. Um, it's not encouraging. Uh, there's he's he's a backup at best. Uh, and instead, right now, it's looking like he's going to be the uh, the possible third baseman to start the year, depending on Jose Ramirez. And while his x-rays came back negative, if 
his uh, his leg is going to hold him back. Uh, like I said, it's it's kind of a it's kind of an owie for any fan to consider those numbers and think that is our starting third baseman. Now to move on to Eric Stemetz, who I always say his name wrong. Uh, the Indians got him in the Daniel Murphy trade. I always do that wrong. David Murphy trade. Um, a few years ago. It was a bit of a homecoming as he was from the Columbus area. I talked to my Angels uh, connection who uh, is fellow uh, Locked On Sports podcast member uh, Taylor Lake Ward about him and he goes, uh, he can work some counts and he's a good defender and he runs well. And that's pretty much what I saw in his time in Akron. Last year was a uh, was a struggle. Uh Played 78 games, wasn't completely healthy, had a 596 on base, or that'd be an awesome on base, OPS. So he had a below 600 OPS in an extreme hitter's park. Uh, Again, dealing with injuries, but it was not what you want to see, especially coming off the the year before in 2017 where he had a career-high 15 home runs, which kind of came out of nowhere as this is a player who had never even really come close to double-digit home runs before. He's a good defender at short, above average to plus. Again, an above average to plus runner. I think the power was a bit of a mirage, much like Brad Miller a few years ago. I don't think we're going to really ever see someone who, even if he played every day, is going to get double-digit home runs in the majors. He doesn't really walk a whole lot. Um, There is swing and miss to his game. And he's not really a starter. Uh, The ceiling is a John McDonald for some older Indians fans, I guess not really all that old, or anyone my age uh, or older, but uh, it's it's a little bit less than ideal. Uh, is a fill-in, he'll kind of work at shortstop, but at this point you're looking at uh, three potential starters who are all well below average bats across the infield for the Cleveland Indians. Um, I don't have the time today. Yu Chen Chang would be my preferred choice. Uh, him and Ernie Clement are really the only prospects the Indians have in the upper minors who could potentially help out this season on the infield. So, I want to thank everyone who has tuned in. It's always a little rough on the first one. Trying our best to uh, to make it interesting and fun. Throwing a lot of information your way. I hope that you will subscribe on the brand new Himalaya podcast app who we've partnered with. Um, also, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get them. It's really awesome for us if you can rate and review. Um, be nice if you can. And uh, remember, this is a daily podcast. Tune in tomorrow, and I will talk about whatever else is breaking you with the Cleveland Indians. I've been Jeff Ellis. You can find me on Twitter at Jeff MLB Draft. Thank you for listening. Go Tribe!